You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. I'm so excited that you all tune in today. We are going to be talking to another individual who is sharing her unique gifts with the world. And you know, I am grateful that you tuned in today to get some empowering information. You can never get enough of empowering information in the world in which we live in today. But today you're going to meet someone who's going to encourage you to create a better life. But before we get into today's conversation, I want you to like and share this this podcast, share it with your family and friends for new content and updates every week. You know, there's about, it's estimated there's about over 500,000 new uh, cases of Alzheimer's disease, and there will be so many people diagnosed within this year, and dementia is another situation. Um, over 67, 67 seconds, there's someone else in America that's diagnosed with this disease. This is a real situation. And we're going to be talking about this a little bit more today with my guests. But before we get into today's conversation, um, I want you to just think about some things. Think about people that you know. Think about people that are going through some difficulties in this particular area that you can share this information with. We'll be right back after this commercial. Have you ever thought of yourself as a TV star? The host of your own television show. Someone who delivers meaningful content to a global audience. Are you ready to amplify your life? JD3TV will greenlight your new show right now. And you don't need a Hollywood agent, you don't need a lot of money, and you can even be new to producing. When we greenlight your show, we will provide you with all the tools you need to produce it quickly and easily. And then you will have a series on one of the newest, most exciting streaming platforms in the world. Sign up for JD3TV today. Become a part of our global community and we will greenlight your show. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to be talking to my guest today who's going to be telling her story about um, her parent and dementia. My guest today is Miss Trina. Hello, Miss Trina. How are you? I'm great, Sheila. How are you? Excellent, excellent. I want you to say your full name for us because I don't want to mess up your last name. I know you got a really long name. So say your name for our audience. Okay, it is Trina Butler Satchel. Okay, okay. So you all got that. And we're going to be having so much to talk about today. You know, Trina, I want to go and start a little bit with your backstory um, about uh, what you were doing before your parent was diagnosed with dementia or with Alzheimer's. Well, uh, prior to my mom being diagnosed with dementia, I worked in corporate corporate America uh, for a toy and game manufacturer I work, where I worked in operations management mm. and that for about 16 years. But I was always one that had that kind of innovative. <laughs> I was always making little inventions around the house or things to help me out. But it was one of those things. I was a closet inventor, I would say. Mm, okay. 
Okay, a closet inventor, you know, but you had some skills, evidently, that God had placed in you um, before this diagnosis came. A lot of times we have gifts and talents that is in us and we're, we're operating in a certain frame or area. And we don't really realize later on down the years that God is training us. He's preparing us for the journey that we're going to have to take. And because you were going through this job doing these things, um, I'm sure that had something to do with where God was going to be taking you to, to your present now, would you say? Oh, absolutely. I totally feel that way because even at the company that I was with, we were always dealing with game inventors, bringing, Mm. developing new items and things like that. And so much of the things that I saw there, you know, it, always kept it tinkering in my mind about different things that I always like to do and how I could make something a little bit better. Mm. Uh, so it, it, it has been like a full circle moment just doing the jib twist and meeting people all the time. And it's just created a, a whole nother um, journey of inspiration for me. Mm. Wow. And before we get into the invention, the zip twist, I want to take us back a little bit about before your parent became, um, you know, diagnosed with this disease. In other words, what were some of the hidden symptoms that you might have not now that you think back on it that you saw, but you just said, oh, well, maybe she's getting older or uh, that's just um, the way that they do. You know what I'm saying? Did you recognize some of the symptoms um, that your parent was going through at the time? Well, I would say this. Um, my mom raised five children. She worked in the dental field and mm. she always a very strong, independent woman, always took charge, always took care of everything. Mm. And, you know, and was just as sweet as she could be. Mm. When wow. she, we started noticing things as her memory um, start going, or she would repeat herself quite often. She would have these mood swings. Um, she was so good with finances and everything. Uh, but when things start changing, she couldn't balance her checkbook or couldn't remember when she had written a check to pay a certain bill or things like that. Even though my dad was there, you know, she was just the dominant one and she took control. He worked outside of the house mm-hmm. later in life. He was a stay at home mom and she took mm-hmm. care of everything from the bills to just making sure the house and all of us were good. So um, she went from that to in her, you know, mid 60s, you really start seeing a change in her behavior Whereas mm-hmm. she did like to a lot, you know, she just wanted to stay in close to home and, you know, things just started really changing then. But mm-hmm. when her memory started getting so bad and she couldn't remember things, it was like, okay, I think my dad was like, I think we need to go and just have the doctor check and make sure that she's okay or mm-hmm something's not right. We got to figure out what it was. Now, what was your reaction to your other siblings um, when your mom was starting to go through these changes? Because a lot of times, like you said, when there's a strong 
uh, you know, you have a strong parent, they're used to taking care of things, handling their business, and you start to see the decline um, in their behavior, in their mood. How did this affect the other members of the family besides your dad? Um, because there's a certain sense of, 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 of loss, of grief, so to speak, when you start seeing these symptoms that are going on and you know something's going on. And sometimes families are afraid to get that diagnosis. They want to know, but you're afraid of letting go of that person that you knew at once time. So how did your siblings handle um, the changes in that now it's time to really, to really get some medical care? Well, I, I tell you what, I think first off, you know, you think about that or what's going on, you see the changes that are occurring. And I, in a lot of sense, I think we were in denial. Mm. We, we didn't want to fully believe that. Yeah. You see so many things, you hear about it on TV, you know, years ago, they used to call it just senility or somebody yeah. in senile. Yeah, yeah. All it, they're just being demented, but for what whatever those reasons are, and sometimes when you're dealing with a lot of stress in your life, you kind of want to say, well, maybe she's you know she's just stressed out because when mm. so going on around you, yeah, sometimes some balls do get dropped, but when things start occurring too frequently, mm-hmm. it's like hey something is not right. And in talking to our dad and, you know, it's like, okay, we think it's time. And amongst ourselves, we had to try to take, take, get a real grip about it and, and, and acknowledge that, okay, this is something more. Yeah. I just want to say, you know, a lot of times this is a progressive disease. You know, it's not something like you get the chicken pox and so many days you come in contact with it. And so many days later you have the, the symptoms. This is something that I understand that takes years in the making. It could be 10, 15 years. It could be hereditary. And so it's not like flip the light on and it just happens. And and the fact that you said people are in denial, there's certain things going on. Um, we, and our community would say, oh, they're just getting old or they're just mean or or they're just getting a little bit, you know, like you said, senile or something like that. We, we kind of push it off of that, not realizing the seriousness of this disease that is going to progress to a point where they don't even know who you are. You know, and, and that's the sad thing about it is that I think a lot of people, it gets to a certain point where, you know, they saw it coming. But there was not intervention of some things that maybe could have helped a little bit, but we just kind of let it go. And then it gets to that critical point where we now we have to seek medical care. And you said a big word, denial. Then it's like we cannot believe this is happening. We, we you know, it's like all of a sudden we're like shocked. We're like deer in the headlights. You know, why, when and, and, and then we're just like trying to figure out where do we go from here? So you were absolutely um, when you said denial and things like that, it's just one of those things we do not want to accept. And we almost think that we can bring a person out of it by giving them something familiar, doing something. So I know that this was a difficult time for you, was it? Oh, uh, of course it was. And for my brother, my younger mm. brother, I think he was, there's four girls and one boy. And mm. you know, as women, we are naturally nurturers, yes. caregivers. We yeah. recognize 
things, we always pay attention to the signs. But with my brother, it's more like she's going to snap out of it. You know, mm. nothing with her, it's going to be fine. Mm. But we had to really, again, pay attention to the signs and what was occurring. I know there are seven different stages of Alzheimer's. And, you know, we just start seeing the progressiveness, even though she was diagnosed with dementia. But in the end, I think she did uh, develop Alzheimer's, but it it got such to the point that she didn't want to see a doctor. She was afraid to come leave the house. She didn't know who we were in her latter stages, the last two years of her life. She didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. And I had been her caregiver, one of her caregivers, my sisters and I, we had become her caregiver because my dad had passed away. Oh, We would keep her in our home. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the things that helped her survive as long as she did. Okay. In a very familiar environment. Right. Even being there, you know, still not being able to recognize what's going on throughout the day. It was still very scary for her. Mm. But we Mm. reassure her that we Mm. are here. We're not going to let anything happen to you. And, you know, just take it day by day to make as comfortable as we possibly could for her. And, you know, I believe you've heard that statement, once an adult, twice a child. Mm. That is so true when Mm. you're dealing with a person who has dementia or Alzheimer's. It is nothing like I ever expected to experience, Mm. but it, it, it takes a toll on the entire family. Wow. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, every 67 seconds in America, someone is diagnosed. This is a widespread disease. You mentioned about the seven different stages. Could you explain a little bit more about that to our audience? Because a lot of people that are in different stages, they may not recognize it until it's almost towards the end stages where they just don't know who they are anymore. The family members um, to the parents just say, I don't want to go outside. I want to stay here. They become maybe rebellious. Can you go over some of those symptoms so that maybe people can recognize or some of the things that your mom, um, you know, stages that she went through? Because this is so familiar to a lot of families. But then again, a lot of families are just not noticing, you know, they're just kind of living their life. And then when they pay attention to that parent or to a loved one, then oftentimes it's too late because things have kind of cemented, so to speak, with that, with those conditions. So what are some of those stages that they go through, would you say, um, in dementia? Well, um, I I don't have the entire list with me right now, but something I recall um, first, it becomes more of a memory thing with okay. just little daily tasks. Oh, okay. It, it progresses on where not being able to remember, you know, like a, a, a set of, you know, you may have done one thing one mm-hmm. minute and then five or 10 minutes later, not even five or 10 minutes later, mm-hmm. you may have been going to get something or, you know, do something and then you're walking in in that room and you forgot what it was now that is a a sign but then sometimes that's just a sign of just just aging yeah yeah it it then becomes a thing where um 
you, you just can't complete, again, the simple task. Um, we experience things where they, they go through stages where their appetite becomes real funny. Mm-hmm. They, they go through a stage where they, their hygiene becomes mm-hmm. an issue. Yes. There are stages where they're very paranoid. Mm-hmm. Um, they become very mean-spirited sometimes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you know wow. that is not the person. It is the disease. Yeah. Um, they become po- possessive of certain things. Mm. This, this has been our experience. Okay. And like my mom used to try to hold things and, you know, uh, trying to make sure that she wouldn't lose it. But knowing mm. in a few minutes, she yeah. wouldn't where that item went. So wow. it's, it's just such a state mm. of confusion oh, yeah. of the time. And um, there were at points in the 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 latter stages of it mm. again, where their total memory is is gone. Mm. They they don't know who you are, even if wow. you sit there in the room with them day in and day out. But one thing we were grateful for with my mom, there were times where she would have lucid moments. Mm recall your name oh she could recall baby's names mm. and things like that there were different times where we could play certain music and it would jar something mm. even momentarily whether it was gospel music or a jazz song or something like that where it would jar the memory very briefly and then she would go back to that state of wow or things mm. like that. Wow. Wow. There it's, it's, I know for everyone there's the stages are different, even though yeah. they give you different stages. Yes. The journey is going to be a little bit, a little bit different. Right. Right. I think that's, I think that the caregivers need to, there needs to be more awareness for the caregivers because the caregivers are oftentimes, they're thinking in terms of I'm, I'm with this loved one. This is how they are. This is how they've been. They're seeing these different stages that they're going through and they, they don't know how to sometimes properly accept these stages that they're going through. Like you said, your brother was like, they're going to, she's going to snap out of it. Or when you do see, um, like when they do hear music and it jars a memory or it brings back nostalgia somewhat of somewhat then you're like okay it's getting better you know I think that there really needs to be more awareness for caregivers to be able to help with people with dementia and the illness and how to care for them gently because I have a person that um a friend of mine and she was saying how when she would lotion uh, put um you know lotion on the body of her loved one she wouldn't just put lotion on she would put like oil because it takes longer to massage that in and that's stimulating the skin uh, the, the touch feeling and things like that versus you put the lotion on and you're done but it gives you more time with that loved one as you're massaging the skin and stimulating the skin something's happening and you're spending more time with them in the sensory area and things and so there's certain things that she was just saying that you can do to to help as a caregiver to, 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 to help yourself and to help them, you're doing the best that you can. But I think we just need more awareness of things to do, especially within our community, the black and brown community. Um, we're really being hit 
hard with this disease. And uh, I just imagine someone knows someone that is, um, you know, a minority that is suffering from from this disease. I think the numbers are almost higher than in the Caucasian market or something like that. It's just really, um, it's really sad. But she uses oils to kind of help stimulate the skin and have the spending time with that loved one instead of putting the lotion on, you rub it on and then it's finished. You know what I'm saying? And so I think as a caregiver, um, just learning more, getting more information, getting more resources is more important um, and things like that. And other family members that are going to be caring for our disabled loved one or something like that, how can they be more supportive? You know, um, you may be the main caregiver. You may have siblings. Or someone maybe taking care of an in-law or something. How can other people be more supportive of the main caregiver that is taking care of that loved one? Because that's very important as well. Um, because if you go on a break, then they got to take care of them. You know, how can they be more supportive for you or for someone else in that situation? That's the main person. Absolutely. And I, I think you definitely need a village uh, or a community. There needs to be more community awareness of what's going on. There needs to be more funding. There needs to be more research. And that's why my husband and I, you know, mm-hmm. even prior to um, Twist, mm-hmm. we were giving back to support Alzheimer's because mm-hmm. there's not a lo- enough knowledge or our, our information that's being presented, especially again, mm-hmm. to the African-American community about yeah. how serious this is. And, you mm-hmm. know, they have, reports have shown that they can't really pinpoint mm-hmm. what is really the cause of dementia. Yeah. Like more in the African-American uh, community, we deal with diabetes, we deal yeah. with cholesterol issues. Heart disease and all of that. All those things can indirectly uh, affect the the brain and what happens with that plaque or that buildup, the mm. amyloid buildup, you know. So the resources definitely need to be there because if you're a soul child, yes. parent yeah. who is dealing with that, mm-hmm. you know, you're the amount of stress that's placed on you and the wear and tear that's right. being placed body because in the uh ages of dementia you know they are they're not very mobile mm. so they experience issues with incontinence wow so, oh they necessarily clean themselves and mm. you know you need to bathe and change them and mm-hmm. pick them up and lift them and take them from one point to the other wow you know a lot of stress on you and mm period of time where uh, Alzheimer's patients are going through that stage of wandering. Yeah. Me getting up in the middle of the night and they're just, so if you're taking care of someone with that, you don't sleep very well because you're concerned about them getting up in the middle of the night or possibly harming themselves. Harming themselves. Yes. Yes. You know, this brings us to the jip twist. (laughs) You know, this brings us to the, 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 uh, the, um, product that you created 
because of your parent having this condition, you went back into your your tools of early in your job that loving to work with, you know, inventors and having that type of mind. Um, you created a product that was able to help to stimulate something in your mom. Let's talk about Jip Twist and how and why that came about. Well, uh, the way that Jip Twist came about, um, back in 2012, my mother, we had a family gathering and mm. my mother went in the kitchen and she was trying to put something away. So she couldn't find what she needed. She was trying to store something. So she took a bunch of smaller ties that she had in the, the, the drawer. She yeah. used to have a bag full of them. And like so many people, you have that little yeah, bag. Yeah. <laughs> she took a bunch of little ties and she twisted them all together to make a longer one until she was able to achieve what she was trying to do. Mm. And we all thought that was pretty you know, amazing, especially mm-hmm. her being in the state that she was. Wow. We looked at that and kind of laughed and, you know, had a little sense of pride about it because she was able to accomplish this. Oh, okay. My dad that saw it and he said, that's pretty good. And I just started looking at it and, you know, I was like, well, maybe we can create something for mom. Mm-hmm. And he I think you should. So I started taking the twist and I started putting a ribbon on them okay. to help her in her daily struggles. Mm. And so she would use them to tie up her bags and she would use them because they were just so good for like memory. This is okay. like here. Okay. Can, yes. It's yes. Full fabric twist tie. Yeah. And you just, it and you can secure it around, oh. your, hmm. you can around your snack bags. Okay. Use it for everything. Okay. And when my it, he's like, I think you need to do something more with that. Hmm. So I, four years before I did anything mm-hmm. with it and it was just around the house for my mom and I. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I finally jumped. And I started selling them at craft shows and things like that. And one of the other things I I must say is like when I used to have them for my mom, not only would she, you know, use them to close up her bags and, you know, just Mm. play with She used to love to fidget with them. Oh, okay. Okay. It became a thing where it provided like color sensory and Mm. visual stimulation for her Mm -hmm. in her day because sometimes she would just sit at the kitchen table and just want to have something in her hand mm. to just keep her busy. And yeah. they come kinds of bright colors and designs. So it was something that just helped her keep busy and be mobile in a sense in her in her daily life. So wow. Wow. as I I start creating these and I have them in all different kinds of patterns and designs. Um, they help you stay organized. They help secure everything. And mm. you know, it, it they work great as luggage tag identifiers. Mm. My customers, we have a little issue with dexterity. They like using them as zipper pulls on jackets. Oh, yeah. And things like that. So 
I, there was a guy on TV, and I won't say his name, but he used to take little items and make them work in all kinds of ways. Okay. I think I'm talking about. Yeah. So with yeah. the hip twist, this is like the McTiver of a twist tie because it works mm. so. And one of the bigger things that has happened because of this, it has created a platform for me to give back mm. to Alzheimer's research in a bigger oh, way wow. I have ever imagined. Five wow. percent everything I sell goes right back to support Alzheimer's research. Mm. I do shows and festivals throughout the year. And mm -hmm. I meet so many people who are on the journey, just finish the journey. Wow. Or just Hit try it towards to it. process or, yeah. you know, yes. for them. My mom battled with dementia for eight years and mm. she lost battle in 2020. Okay. But having this, um, having Jib Twist has been very therapeutic for me because mm. so many people, I get to talk to them. I get to share information and you know, we, we just talk. And sometimes you just need somebody that's going to offer you a listening ear yeah, and yeah. you that you can get through this or point you in the right direction. I've had so many people that come up to me and, and share their stories and, and they give me a hug and we mm. hug. Sometimes we even cry it out because wow. this is like no other. Mm. And, you know, people are being diagnosed with it at a younger and younger age. Yes, yes. Some medications that are a new medication that came mm. out not too long ago, but I know it's terribly expensive. So we still have so much more work to do wow. and bring the awareness to this horrible disease. Mm -hmm. You know, I participate in the walk to end Alzheimer's and try to, try to stay very active with that yeah. along with business, just trying to do whatever I can, because being a child of mm. someone who has battled that, of course, it is a concern for me. Yes. So yes. truly hoping that the day will come where they find a medication that will not only slow it down, slow it down. Yeah. Well, that, that will completely eliminate it, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. It because when you see people who are still so viable and so energetic mm -hmm. and then their memory is just taken away, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard. Yeah. And one yeah. other thing where I've talked to people, they say, it seems like it just changed with their, 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 their loved one. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that the friend may have been experiencing it all along. They just didn't make their family. Wow. Of what wow. Was and I know that you have these zip twists, you have these for, for pets, you've created them for pets as well, which is interesting because not just for humans, but even the pets, you know, and how do you use those with, for, for the pets, the zip twists? It, it is more of a, it's more of a tie. Yeah. I have different prints for different patterns and designs. Mm -hmm. you, they're more or less used to secure the bags, okay. um, the bags, you know, some of my customers like to put them on their doggy leashes. Oh, I guess okay. They can be used any and every kind of what in mm -hmm. every 
way. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things where um, out of a need, when you have a need, it works out. Like with the (laughs) adapt, where it started when I was caring for my mom Mm. and my always come unwound and I needed something to keep it secure Mm -hmm. and keep it raveling, you know, at the base from, or fray at the base from all the winding. So I put it on there. And then when I was caring for her, I didn't have a hair tie. So I put a jib twist on my hair. Mm. When my uh, new black luggage is like, we got to identify it some kind of way. So instead (laughs) of all the tape or the ribbon, we lock jib twist in on our zippers and we see our our, uh, luggage at the airport right away. Wow. those things where it's a hundred different uses. So wow. you can be creative as you want to be with mm-hmm. Jip. Now, what are, how can our audience get a hold of you? Because like I said, this is a widespread uh, disease. Um, there's so many people being diagnosed throughout America, not only in America, but throughout the world um, with this disease. How can our audience get in contact with you to be able to get the, the order the Gyp Swiss or to find out more information about supporting Alzheimer's, some of the organizations that you're supporting, because it's really important to be to be an advocate for this, because it's such a widespread disease in the black and brown community. Until we really need to shout out the message of, of, of the resources that are out there. So how can our audience get a hold of you to get this great product that was created out of a need, but yet you have over a hundred uses that you have that you can use for it for your family or for your pet uh, as well. It's household items that you can put it on. So it's pretty cool. It's really cool. <laughs> you Well, they can get a, they can get in touch with me. Let me show you one of, that's what one of the packages look like. Okay. But get in touch with me at www.jiptwist.com. So mm. that's A-I-P-T-W. IST.com. And um, as far as learning more information about Alzheimer's, yes, you can go to www.alzheimer's.org to get information as well. So um, wow. and one of the little things that I wanted to say um, about Jip Twist and mm-hmm. the what that was derived from, my dad didn't get to live to see Jip Twist come to fruition. Oh, okay. Jip Twist is my dad and my mother's initials. So it gives them way. And again, like I said, 5% of everything I sell Mm. goes right back to support Alzheimer's because there's still so much work to do. Now, now, what would you say to a person that's out there that's listening that is going through, you know, part of this journey? You know, it could be an early stage. It could be a middle stage. It could be towards the end. What would you say to them to encourage them? Because you've been there, done that, been through it. And now you're you're being an advocate for for this cause. What would you say to a person to be to encourage them um, uh, th- as they're going through this journey with Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, and the light, because these are so similar and people are going through different stages of it. Well, um, I guess one thing that I would say that the thing that I would say is that if you can find a support group, Mm. I think that makes a world of difference. If you don't, if you don't have siblings, you need to find a support group because they also have resources 
available. They can tell you about different things, maybe where you can get some type of relief. You have mm-hmm. to, it's too much to try to be self-contained okay. and try to deal okay. with it. You mm-hmm. need to reach out to others because you don't know what's available to you mm-hmm. and you ask. Wow. And it, it's a, it is a day by day journey. Hmm. And, you know, we'll get through it. But yeah. I also want to say, too, that you still have to try to remember to take care of yourself. Hmm. Wow. You, you know, know, many times being the caregiver, you forget about you because you're just an automatic, an uh, autopilot. Mm-hmm. But you got to try to take time for yourself. Wow, that's that's great advice. And if you all know someone out there that is suffering with this disease, you know, no matter what stage you may be in, um, we just want you to take Trina's advice, listen to her. Um, you know, self-care is important. It's very, very important as you're taking care of a loved one um, or even if it's not a loved one, someone that you're just caring for to be sensitive and to know what to do, to know the resources out there. You're not alone. You're not in this alone. There is many resources out there. And so, like she said, get some help. Don't try to be a long ranger with this disease because it's something that it's, it, it, it goes through a period of time. It takes time. It could be years that you could be going through this. And a lot of the people in this, there's different stages. They may be combative. They may, you know, be depressed, not want to leave the house, all of these things. And so you as an individual, as a caregiver, know, have to know how to take care of them the best that you can, giving them the care. Because a lot of times people become angry, upset. They feel like their life is shortened because they can't do anything. They have to watch this particular person. Like you said, they get up at night and different things. And so it can really take a toll. So I do uh, want to encourage you to get support, like Trina was saying, um, because it's very, very important. You know, friends, we're just about out of time. I just want to thank you for listening. Um, This is an important conversation that we've been having today about the hidden symptoms of Alzheimer's and dementia. You may know someone in this particular situation, and we want you to reach out for help. Don't be a long ranger, as we were saying. Seek some help. Um, Get into a support group to be able to be supported through this because this can be a journey that is life-changing for so many people and you need the support. Jip Twist is here available to help you to be able to ease some of the discomforts that you may be going through. Um, Like she said, sometimes people want to fidget with their hands. This gives them something to do. So many different uses this product has. So we want you to look uh, Miss Trina up, find out about her her product that she has and some of the different uses that you can be able to use it for. I want to thank you for listening. If you did not hear this entire broadcast today, I want you to visit our website for more updates and more information. And please leave a comment at www.roadtoeternity.net. And I want you to remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts that God has given you to impact the world like Ms. Trina. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.